Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Thierio. Tonight, we are graced with a soldier third class as voice actor Austin Lee Matthews is hanging out with us at the gaming table. We are joined by my Lions main sidekick, Jason Bolidio. How's it going, guys? How's it going? And returning from his hiatus on the grid, our very own Ram, Theo Walski's with us tonight as well. Talking about hiatus, I was on two episodes ago. <laughs> doesn't count as a and Austin should Austin should understand that reference because of what we were talking about on Twitter this week. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Austin? I'm doing actually very, very good. Things have been uh, things have been crazy for the last yeah. uh, well, a month and a half, but uh, things have been at least uh, good uh, in the Austin in the Austin centric world, at least. Yeah. <laughs> So how are you how are you feeling on this we're as we're recording this two and a half hours from the official 100% launch of FF7 I absolutely cannot believe it still it I have been looking forward to this since they announced it I've been hoping for it since way before they announced it um and Final Fantasy 7 is um as I've said on Twitter and stuff before, it's a it's a big part of my life, even before I was ever able to actually play the game. Um, so seeing the remake come out, it feels like mm-hmm. it feels like a dream, an absolute yeah. dream. How are you? How are you holding up with uh, all the craziness? Um, I, I've been keeping up with it pretty decently, I got to mm-hmm. say. Um, it's been picking up uh, uh, pretty pretty insanely over the last few days. Um, I've been a horrible influence on the shipping community, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been cool seeing the fan reactions. And as, uh, the, the copies have kind of started petering out to places, hearing people's reactions to Roche has been just nothing short of delightful, honestly. Um, and, yeah, people really seem to like the game. They seem to like the characters. Um, I, 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 from what I've heard, people are just like, "This is like one of the best soundtracks of all time." Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I'm so Did you see how it. big it is? I would imagine it's enormous. It is seven CDs. Gee, <laughs> that's oh, right. Geez. I did. Um, it's seven CDs, and I'm very mm-hmm. excited because it actually launches on my birthday. So I'm definitely gonna have to get it. <laughs> I I saw that. And I was like, "Are you seven seven CDs for this game?" Why not? Final Fantasy seven. No. Come on, yeah. Now. Right. I mean, yeah. I think even thirteen thirteen was twenty four tracks. So it was like two discs. Fifteen, I think it was in the realm of two. So I mean, if that gives anybody comparison. You know, we're we're in for a lot. Um, and well, the, the the thing is, is that like it, the music is they've been, I guess, like adding a lot of mm-hmm. um, not uh, uh, the s- similar like concepts to different areas of the the of Midgar. So, like you know, you'll get different variations of the battle theme and different music everywhere, and it just. It sounds gorgeous oh, yeah. so far. I've played the demo a few times already. <laughs> I have had, played the demo three just, times. Just, just a few times? Um, half a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I played the... Go ahead. 
I was going to say, I was like, one of them, one of them was with Cody. He wanted to hit the buttons on the controller. So I put it in classic mode and let him just do his little thing for a bit. Um, <laughs> but no, a lot of it was just, just playing and going like one run. The last run I just did was more just exploring just that little area within the demo, just looking at the little, you know, the details, the hidden things like the nickname that Barrett calls cloud in the very beginning, there's a poster of that character. Was it scamp or something like that? That's stamp. Hang, stamp. Yeah. You know, it's hanging on the wall in the train station, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's just been more of that. So, so before we get into the news, all right, so let's, let's go to our Costco minute. Jason, how you holding up? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Like, like I was just joking with the guys, I'm all dressed up, all nerd-esque. They're laughing at me, saying I should have a pen in my pocket, but instead I pull out a mask. Like <laughs> that's that's how I mean, crazy it's gotten now. That's like, the tool of the trade right now, man. That's the tool they have you guys trade. dressing up at Costco? Well, I mean, it's like they want us to be like you know look professional and stuff. Uh, the funny thing though is that like now that everybody's wearing masks in my store, even the members employees like we gotta everybody please respect the social social distancing because everybody has this tendency to get really up close to everybody when hey well you're selling gold rumpelstiltskin i mean i know no but i mean like just back up a little bit like (laughs) i can hear you fine through the mask i can hear you fine you know just yeah calm, calm down guys well at least you survived another week I did survive another week. Yeah. Theos, how's how's your uh, your internment at home? Speaking of Costco, we actually have two of our Costco's have had cases of COVID nineteen. Oh great! Right? Oh goody! Yeah, exactly. One is that one the is, is, that the one the one o- up on over by a... me on Highway Seven? Yeah, I was going to ask you if it's my Highway. And seven. then one more down in Colorado Springs. <laughs> so yeah, that's great. I mean, I. Literally have not been off my street for two weeks now. <laughs> but nice. I mean, I keep telling everybody I'm like professional grade introvert, so this is where I shine. Like this is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on though, because while you're supposed to be working, you're uh, you're exploring some new horizons too. Uh, I do that during my lunch break. Thank you very much. Not while I'm working. <laughs> the entire day. Um, so hey, we never said how long my lunch break was. <laughs> um, hey, I, I've played it a few times while I've been working from home. So we officially moved to 100% work at home other than for weekend rotations. And if you absolutely cannot work from home to your Internet, but. Um, it's, you know, I gotta say, I, I, I love working for my company because they sent out an email to some of the, uh, our customers and I got one of them because that benefits them, but Anthem is going to cover COVID testing and COVID treatments, hundred percent. Nice. So I want to give a shout out to my, my daytime employer because that's not something I mean, honestly, from a bottom line, that's going to take that's going to hit. Right. But they're not worrying about it. They're saying, hey, let's take care of let's take care of our members. Let's take care of our employees. 
you know, so they don't have to worry about it. So, um, yeah. And speaking of companies taking care of things, Sony set up a hundred million dollar fund of which 10 million, 10 million is going to the COVID-19 solidarity uh, response fund, which is set up by the world health organization, United Nations foundation, um, some Swiss uh, philanthropy, Doctors Without Borders, UNICEF, and the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. Part of the fund is also going to go to educators um, who are now teaching from home and kids who have to learn remotely that weren't able, wouldn't be able to do it otherwise, as well as members of the creative community in the industry um, as well. So I applaud Sony for doing this. When a lot of companies are sitting there trying to say, well, we need bailouts and finding ways to try and lay off employees at the same time as getting that, they're going out and saying, hey, we have $100 million in the bank. We're going to help fight this. Mm-hmm. Bravo. Yeah, so, that's really, really cool of them. I am very, very much applaud that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, I mean, of course, you're working – I mean, granted, work for Square Enix, but it's an exclusive to Sony. So I think, you know – Doing this in this time of days, I think, is amazing. Um, now, also, um, Sony made some news, and uh, want to talk about this is say goodbye to the DualShock. As of the launch of PS5, we're no longer going to have a DualShock insert number. It is now going to be the DualSense controller. So the DualShock Four is going to stay intact. Um, Austin, did you see the pictures of the controller? Yeah, it's, on Twitter. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very interesting looking. It's kind of it kind of feels like a hybrid of all of like the current console generations controllers into one because it's got the um, the the parallel sticks like the PS4. It's got the shape of the Xbox controller. Um, <laughs> That's what my wife said. Yeah. She said it looks like an Xbox three or uh, Xbox One controller. Yeah. Um, but they're uh, they're keeping most of DualShock Four intact. Um, the touchpad is staying. The light bar is moving off of the top, and now it's going to be on the sides of the touchpad. Just little blue, you know, just little light channels there. I like that decision. Um, the share button is now becoming a create button. Now they didn't give any details on what create mm-hmm. is going to mean now, but I'm assuming it's going to probably allow you to go right into like Share Factory or something and actually do editing, creating through there. Um, L2 and R2 are now becoming adaptive triggers. You're going to have a built-in microphone array, so you don't need a headset. However, if you want to, you can still use a headset. Um, And then, um, in a statement by Jim Ryan, who's the president and CEO of uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment, SIE, a.k.a. PlayStation, he says, DualSense marks a radical departure from our previous controller offerings and captures just how strongly we feel about making a generational leap with PS5. The new controller, along with many innovative features in PS5, will be transformative for games, continuing our mission at PlayStation to push the boundaries of play now and in the future. To the PlayStation community, I truly want to thank you for sharing this exciting journey with us as we head towards PS5's launch in holiday 2020. We look forward to sharing more information about PS5, including the console design, in the coming months. Key in there, holiday 2020. So from with us talking about COVID, it doesn't seem like COVID is going to impact Xbox Series X or PS5 for launches at, at holiday 2020, a.k.a. the week before Thanksgiving. 
Mm. I mean, it's still too early to say. I think I think yeah. they're 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 going to be like just about ready. I don't know if it's going to be one of those launches like the PS3 where it's just such a high demand and they don't have the units for it. I feel. Oh, I don't think happen. they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna have the units available. I think it's gonna be like PS4 when it first launched, where you couldn't find them for a while. Yeah, I think there is gonna be a little bit of a, a break. It'll be like the it'll be like the Nintendo Switch when you were everyone was stocking GameStops and Best Buys and stuff for shipments. So Austin, you were kind of the thank God when I was talking about the built-in mic. Yeah, because I I hate wearing headsets unless I'm doing voiceover. Because all the headsets are always like all the good headsets headsets are really so bulky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like, you know, putting headsets on while I game just because like I like to at least, you know, hear what's going on around me outside of that. Just so I don't get yep. completely, you know, stuck, sucked in. Right. Um, because when I have my when I have my headphone cans on, I'm usually doing voiceover. I'm usually working. And so I don't <laughs> I don't exactly want to feel like I'm working while I'm playing games. Yeah, um, I get- yeah. I get crap from everybody because I still use the earbud that came with the PS4. <laughs> I, um, you know, yeah. the same thing like you talk about is I I want to be able to hear around us. And since, you know, we've got the newborn and we've got a, a two-year-old, I want to be able to hear if they're crying or Absolutely. whatever. And when you're wearing, you know, noise cancelers, you can't hear anything. Absolutely. The The only time I like to have headphones on while I'm gaming is for VR, and that's it. I have yet to do VR. That's it is a lot of fun. That's because you can't handle VR, dude. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm I'm scared because with 3D, I get those excruciating ice pick temple. Still, type I still think headaches. you'd be okay since it's uh, a screen per eye. I think um, you'd be okay. It's, it's I, come I, a long way. It, yeah, exactly. It has come a very long way. I I remember the first time that I tried a VR headset. I got I would get repeatedly nauseous. It really depends on the game, how you move around in the game, and how the game, how how I guess the game is textured. Um, because a game like Beat Saber and Archangel uh, don't get me sick, um, but then how, some something have like Have you played uh, a? As I say, have you played a game that you voiced in VR yet? Art- Archangel, yes, Arch- Arch- Archangel. I voice a character named oh. uh, named Bulldog, and he's kind of. Uh, I describe him as um, if Falco was human and Southern. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 basically Bulldog in a nutshell. He's the guy. He's like, I don't want to be here, but I'm going to help you out anyway. I'm referring to Wit. Oh, he, have you oh, done? Have you I haven't done, done the uh, VR. I haven't played Ace Combat in VR yet. I really want to. Uh, but I just, I just haven't yet because I'm terrified of heights. Um, <laughs> so like, um, the, I, I will say I, I played the, the kingdom hearts VR experience just cause I wanted to sit on top of twilight town tower. And even that for me was like, okay, this is cool, but help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, we'll, uh, Real quick, just a friendly reminder, everybody on the podcast, because we missed it last week because we had a fellow castmate of Austin's on uh, with Vic. So yeah. the PlayStation free games this month are Uncharted 4 and Dirt Rally 2.0. So honestly, guys, 
if you picked up Uncharted Trilogy, you got to pick up Uncharted 4, so you have the full story on that. No reason not to. Um, and then with Xbox, Games with Gold, really quick. Um, Project Cars 2 is all month. Knights of Pen and Paper 1 and 2 is April 16th through May 15th. The Fable Anniversary Edition is the 1st through the 15th. And then Toy Box Turbos is the 16th through the 30th. So, oh. let's talk about that. Let's talk about that career there, Austin. Oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> everybody, you know, everybody wants to know about Roche, which we'll get there and and yeah, whatnot. Um, but let's kind of touch only a, a little bit on character, right? I know. <laughs> Just in a little unknown game that nobody's going to get. <laughs> so, we have, you know, and what's nice having you on, because I was looking as I was looking over your IMDb, you have a lot of anime on here. I have a ton so of anime on there, we, yeah. We happen to have someone that pretty much half of his bought TV shows on his iTunes account is all anime. So? <laughs> don't, don't hate. Don't, call me, don't make Thank it sound like it's bad. Thank you for the official release. Welcome. So, you know, as we look over it, um, highlights, you've got um, Magi, the Labyrinth of the Magic. Uh, Labyrinth of the Magic. Uh, yes. you've got such a good um, show. Alnoa Zero, yes. which which is funny about that is because you actually uh, were in that show with two of your castmates from FF7. Which two? Uh, uh, Erica Lindbeck, Eric, yeah. Erica Lindbeck and Max Middleman. Oh, yeah. Abs- oh, Max is cool. Um, I, I really want to meet Max sometime. Um, he's always just come across as one of those cool guys. I actually... Um, he's, he's actually, he, he, he beat me out for, um, for Saitama in one punch man. And it was oh, one of those no. moments where I was like, well, no, it was like one of those things where it's like, oh man, at least I lost to somebody good. You know, <laughs> dude, that would have been awesome. Yeah. I would have loved that. But oh. Max is a much better fit for the character than I am. So okay. that's, that's all that matters to me is that, <laughs> that is that the role fits, you know? And speaking yeah. of speaking of Max, you guys were also in Seven Deadly Sins. Yes, we were. Yep. And then you were also in Bebe Burst. Yes, as Xander. As Xander. Um, so yeah, it's. I mean, you've got a nice little list here. You've also got um, Kill a Kill. That was the first anime I ever did. That was a freaking awesome anime to do because it's very cool. I had. I had literally just finished watching it in Japanese, like when they said, hey, um, so we're going to call you in for Magi. And also, can you do Kill a Kill tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, I can do Kill a Kill tomorrow. (laughs) Yep. And you've got, you know, Shattered Heaven on here, Sword Guy, the animation, Um, TMNT Sewer Squad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I voiced Raph in a commercial. I don't know where. Yes. I don't know where it aired, but I, I voiced him actually in three commercials called the TMA TMNT sewer squad, which was like this kid. And he was like, you know, saying like, um, uh, today on, on sewer squad, we have some, we have some breaking news coming from, from, from the sewers. And then you got, you got Raphael who was talking like this. And, uh, he was like saying like, Hey, Donnie's playing some video game. Uh Oh, I think, I think he's going nuts, man. Um, and I actually, of course, had to buy the Raphael figure as soon as I saw that it aired. Um, and oh yeah, that was, that was a ton of fun. That was one of those things where, 
I was like, man, I know this is just a commercial, but I'm playing my favorite Ninja Turtle. How cool is that? <laughs> Dude, Raph is my favorite Ninja Turtle. I love Raph. That's Raph my boy and right Michelangelo. There. Mine's always Mike been Don- cool. Mine's Donatello. It's always I like been Donatello. You I like them all. <laughs> hey, what can I say? It's the, the nerd side in me. Uh-huh. <laughs> he does machines. Yes. And you know what, though? I, I, I can still remember seeing TMNT, the original, original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in theaters. When that oh, thing first came out. Such a good movie. And you got to see them all on the big screen. And then they went and did Secret of the Ooze. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, oh. some movies you just shouldn't do sequels to. And I think they could have left the first one alone. But just, you know, hearing hearing them on the big screen like that after growing up having the toys and stuff as kids it was like wow okay um now you have a passion project of yours so why don't you let everybody in on what megaton girl is about oh man megaton girl megaton girl is a show that i have been working on in various forms for about oh gosh seven or eight years now oh um it was originally I originally wrote it as a video game, and then I remembered, oh, hey, right, I don't know how to make video games. I should probably do something a bit more my speed. And so I wrote it as a screenplay, and then I decided to rewrite it completely. Um, And it slowly over time turned into an animated series, and then we decided that we wanted to, like, scale back even more um, because I wanted... I wanted total control over it. I didn't want to have to deal with, you know, studio executives getting in the way. Um, And so I'm just like, how can I make this in a way that I can have total control over it? And so I decided to just turn it into um, into a radio play um, or a podcast or whatever you want to call it. A a scripted, uh, a scripted drama podcast. Um, (laughs) And it is about. about a girl named Connie who um, she lives in this city called Los Dioses, California, which is uh, if Los Angeles was a city of gods instead of a city of angels. Um, and like there are superheroes throughout the entire entire world. They're well known and they're treated like celebrities. Um, and Connie gets hit by a meteor and becomes a superhero and her best friend turned girlfriend Laurel becomes kind of her um, her publicist and then her coach. Um, and it's about her about about her, Connie and Laurel helping make Megaton Girl um, the best superhero in the world, and also to dethrone this uh, um, I don't know if I can swear, but a hole uh, <laughs> named Captain Valiant, who is this superhero who's always abusing his power, and he's the head of this company called um olympus illustrated and so he uses his media influence to make himself you know look even cooler to everybody and puts down other heroes and it's just this whole big thing that i've had in my head for a while <laughs> and i finally released the pilot um uh, a couple months ago and it was that's awesome so cool nice. getting to actually bring that out and we're working on episode one right now and oh, I yeah. I recommend it because I actually finished listening to the pilot today. Finally, oh, I was able you. to go back. Yes, I've actually been 
like I've been listening to it in parts, like mm-hmm. here and there, just based on time. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna while I was getting everything ready for the podcast, I had it running on YouTube, just in oh, the cool. background. And I, I love the voice acting, and it just, you know, it's it's a radio play. I mean, it, like it harkens back to the the 40s, you know, where <laughs> you're listening to these guys just performing on t- on the radio and having to believe mm-hmm. these stories, and it's well written. The the voice acting was great, and it everyone seems to play really well off of each other. Everybody you know? brought their absolute A game with it. Everyone is so so tight in that show. Um, the comedy works really well because everybody else works well together. Um, the guy who is con- everybody says constantly steals the show is Sean Shiplock as Doctor Menace, who <laughs> tends to be like a fan favorite character because he is just. Big and bombastic, which is hilarious because he's three foot. He's three feet tall, um, <laughs> so he's 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 got all this, you know, infinite cosmic power and an itty bitty living space. Yes, um, <laughs> best core of the show. Yes, thank you. Um, and I just, I absolutely love everybody in that. It just, it came out very well. I think um, I had a blast with it. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's let's look at your gaming side now and some highlights yes. there. So you were um, Dav Carlson in Wasteland 2, which for those that don't know the history of Wasteland, Wasteland is the inspiration for which Fallout was built on. Yes. And Fallout is littered with Wasteland references. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the only reason I even knew about that in the beginning was the fact that I've got a very good friend of mine um, – the other best man in my wedding to Theo um, loves Fallout. He loves Wasteland. He is such a a buff. Um, I mean, Theo, you've seen Grant's collection for Fallout yes. figures. I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, even, even his full on all his books of Wastelands and everything, dude. And like even his uh, yeah. his uh, Wi-Fi network name is Wastelands. <laughs> So I yeah so there's that game so mm-hmm. I, it's kind of nice to see that they came out with a sequel to it it really is because like when Fallout started becoming this thing it was like a lot of people were like well is Wasteland just going to die off is it never going to be a thing and well lo and behold they came out with a sequel for it and the um, third one is actually coming out I think this year ooh, ooh. yeah I, I like that idea yeah. Um, so to touch more on the career, you've also been in uh, with Summon Night Six, God Eater Three. Yeah, fun game. Um, you were in Transformers. Yes, that was the first video game I ever recorded. It was um, just one of those things that just kind of fell into my lap one day, and I'm like, "Oh, Grimlock, that sounds familiar." And then I recorded it, and I was like, "Wait a minute." Wait a minute. And so I did some research and was like, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was crazy. That was uh, it was one of those things where that game itself is small because it was a mobile game that I was I was in it like literally at the tail end of the game's life cycle. Um, I think I was like in like the last big like event that they did before they closed the servers. Mm. Um, But. I just that was 
just crazy. Like re- when, like the realization of like, wait a second, your that Grimlock. Grimlock. <laughs> <laughs> now your your 2019 was super busy. It was incredibly busy. It was exceptionally so, busy. <laughs> you got playing Wit in Ace Combat Seven. Mm-hmm. You played Sid in Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon. Everybody. Mm-hmm. You were the time cop in Citizens of Space, which is um, the it was what Citizens of America was the first one. Citizens of Earth was the first. Or Citizens one. of Earth was the first one. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh. a um, kind of Earthbound kind of a kind of a deal. It's like if if Earth if Earthbound had Paper Mario battle battle system. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's awesome. hilarious. It's got a very like Futurama kind of a sense I keep, of humor. It's so I keep fun. seeing it and it's like, God, I just want to, I'm just going to buy it and just play it. And just, it's like one of those ones. It's like, maybe, you know, I play a bunch of characters in it. So keep your ears out. If you do, if you do play it, <laughs> you are a time cop, the sticker collector and quack McCool in citizens mm-hmm. of space. Quack McCool. Mm-hmm. You were in, um, saga, Scarlet grace ambitions. Yeah, that was recent. Very recent. Yeah. Red Star, Azimuth. And, I think that's still coming out. And Grand Guilds. Grand Guilds is also very recent. I think that actually, I think that just launched last week. That was a... I oh, think wow. I, it got pushed I think, into 2020. I, yeah, I, I, I think that was a, uh, I think that was a Kickstarter thing that um, uh, they got funded and I, they... Yeah, they they came to me and like, hey, do you want to audition for this? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And then um, they had me as this dude, this big dude named Monaco who looks like me but with green hair. Um, <laughs> and he is a very fun, lovable party member. And I'm really really happy to see that that finally came out. Nice. And then this year, you've got Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Yes. Which is a VR first-person shooter that is on Windows yes. and PS4, mm-hmm. uh, developed by Skydance Interactive. Same people who behind uh, Archangel, which is um, the first VR game that I did. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the game that officially, as of right now, launches in one hour and 53 minutes. And that is <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes, sir. So yes, indeed. You play... Roche. Yes. Her, let's do the official Square Enix summary of Roche, who is a 3C soldier, so third-class soldier, operator, who loves bikes, speed, and anyone capable of going toe-to-toe with him. A <laughs> demon on wheels, he is ostracized by many in the organization due to his antics and general disregard for anyone's safety. Now, <laughs> for Theo and, and Jason, this is where the whole Tron thing came into play, because Austin posted a picture of Roth on his bike. So uh, I turned around and posted a picture of the light cycles <laughs> from Tron and said, my bike is faster. <laughs> <laughs> that actually made me want to watch Tron Legacy again. I was actually talking about so, it a little bit when we were playing d Yours might just be faster to scale since Tron's is like really, really small. <laughs> <laughs> so we were kind of going back and forth and then comparing FF7 to Tron Legacy and <laughs> somehow, you know, we ended up going Don Corneo against uh, Caster. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it was inter- it was honestly, though, awesome when you look at the parallels, though, 
you weren't far off being that they're calling them mob bosses. Uh, hey, I, I, I would absolutely say that uh, that's a pretty very accurate assessment. They're <laughs> both, they, they both kind of, uh, I don't know if uh, um, like I can never remember his name from Tron Legacy. Um, is it Luz? You mean the guy at the bar? Yeah, I can never remember his name. He come he comes off as about as lecherous as Don Corneo does sometimes in that movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let everybody in kind of what you can as far as Roche's personality, at least, because we don't want to ruin, you know, any spoilers, because nope. honestly, this is one of the one of the new characters coming into the Final mm-hmm. Fantasy universe. Yeah, I absolutely I want people to be able to experience Roche for themselves, but to give an idea of what of of who Roche is is he is just a fun-loving daredevil who does not give a damn about anything except going fast. He is bombastic, over the top, and downright hilarious at times. Um <laughs> And he is just obsessed with speed. And I think that a lot of people will see uh, he's got some other uh, he's got another obsession as well that comes into play at some point. Um, And I I really don't want to give too much away Mm -hmm. just because he is so fresh and so new. And I want people to experience them, experience him for themselves. Um, But he's just, oh, he's so much fun. He's freaking hysterical. (laughs) So let's segue, let's use that to segue into some of our fan Q&A. Okay. So Darren Simmons from Rusty Rupees podcast, who's going to be on next week as part of our big Final Fantasy episode. He asked what it was like learning that you'd be playing a new character to Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. <laughs> um, so my agent calls me one day and she says, hey, Austin, got a role for you. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool. And she's like, uh, she like was like, it, it's it, you're playing this guy named. Uh, Roach, Roche, uh, and I'm, and I'm just like, and, and I, and I immediately just say, oh shit, Roche. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you for letting me know. And I hang up the phone and I immediately break down into tears <laughs> and was just like, oh my God, I'm in Final Fantasy seven and I'm a new character. Um, and I, it was one of those things where when I had sent the audition, I was like, there's no way, no way in heck that I am getting this role. Did um, you know you were, did you know that you were auditioning for FF seven? It was very obvious. Um, okay. they didn't call it FF seven. Um, I'm not going to say what they called it. Of course. Um, because you're still under NDA. Exactly. Um, but the character name, cause you knew what you were auditioning for. Yeah, the, 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 it was, it was they, they the the language that they used and the names that they used in the script were like, wait a minute, this is Final Fantasy Seven, like this, <laughs> like I it, it, I was like this could be any Final Fantasy game because the the art style and the concept art, I'm just like that looks very Final Fantasy. And then as I got further in, I'm like, it is Final Fantasy. Oh crap, it's Final Fantasy Seven. 
Oh, <laughs> um, and so I'm just like, there's no way they're, they're going to pick somebody way. They're going to pick a way bigger fish than me to play this guy. Mm. But um, you, you say that Austin, but look at your, look at the cast. Yeah. Look at the cast. It's there's really other than, um, Cody and Tyler, there's no real huge name. There's really cast. not everybody there's... that they've picked fits who they're playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, to you, I would just because you're saying, yeah, you're not a big fish, but dude. Yeah, I, I, it, it, <laughs> I, I, I think that they made the right choice with everybody. Um, I think I, I, I do think I'm a very good fit for Roche, but I feel like everybody else is so good. So such a, such a great fit. Like hearing like the, the first time I heard John as Barrett, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's that's absolutely Barrett. Yeah. Um, and Aerith has so much life to her now and, um, Tifa's great and cloud is great. And Sephiroth is chilling as hell. Um, getting to see the characters that we haven't heard before, like, like Jesse and Biggs and wedge and Don Corneo, all of them. So, so good. And, um, I really feel like they just knocked it out of the park with this cast. So, so good. I want to ask you on that because you, you and I were talking and your first real foray into FF seven wasn't the original game. It was advent children. Sort of. Yes. Yeah. So how is it with this cast versus the advent children cast? Because that is something that has been, it's just, it's divisive. You know, people are like, well, you should have gone to the advent children route. Well, no, let's go with a new cast. And for me, I think they can be utterly separate. You can have I, the Advent I Children agree. cast because technically it's in the future anyways. So who cares? Um, yeah. But it's just like you can have two sets. You really can. Mm-hmm. And um, how does it feel when you saw you have the Advent Children in your head, but then you hear all the voices now like Barrett and Cloud and Sephiroth? Um, I feel like they are the tones of them are different, very different tones. Um, some of the characters feel different now. Um, Advent children is a very, very good. I, I really like Advent children and I love the Advent children cast. Um, and I think, I feel like they actually probably would have done a great job here as well, but they wanted it to be fresh. They wanted it to be new. They wanted it to be a remake. Um, and I, I, I do feel that bringing on new blood was a good call in that sense so that it feels new. It feels, it feels what is old is new again. And I will always have absolute love and respect for the Advent Children cast. And I, I am actually, um, I am acquainted <laughs> with Quentin and we got to chat for a bit last year and we did an improv show and um he to me is such a great fit for reno um and by extension axel um and i hope that people can can learn to, can love both of them um equally um they can love them for the same reasons. They can love them for different reasons. I just hope that people like don't try and pit the casts against each other because that's just not cool. 
Um, Which they're trying to. <laughs> I'm. There are people who are going to do that no matter what. I saw. Um, I saw a tweet yeah. that they're trying to start a petition to basically re-record all the audio to have it re-released as like DLC or something for Final Fantasy VII Remake using the Advent Children cast. Uh, I can't comment to that. I don't know anything <laughs> about that. I'm like, well, no, I just, I was like, guys, come on, just let them do their thing. Yeah. Just, you haven't even played the game yet and you're automatically hating it. Yeah. I mean, people are gonna, people are gonna, you know, have preconceived notions about everything. Um, I hope that they can, um, move past that. I hope that they can love this just as much. I hope that the casting choices don't impact their enjoyment of the game. Um, and I hope that, you know, everybody keeps loving the old casts as well, because um, freaking Advent Children is so important to me. Um, just growing. It was such a big part of my high school experience. I've seen that movie like 50 times um, and it never gets old to me. No, it doesn't. It, it absolutely does not. My I, I have watched that movie with my grandma. Um, because she was like, I like this Sephiroth guy that, yeah, that, I, that, uh, you, that you cosplay. <laughs> um, and she, she's, she's nuts about video game music. And then she, she loves one winged angel. And I'm just like, Hey mom, I'm going to show you this movie. And I gave her like the rundown of final fantasy seven. And she's like, oh, okay, so it's a sequel. I'll try and keep that in mind. And she was just like, that was really cool. I didn't know what was going on, but I adored every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, to that point, then, if uh, she does happen to... Uh, I'll pull up here in a second. So, you actually answered one of the questions by the narrator, which was, at what point of being accepted did it actually sink in? <laughs> you <laughs> answered that one already, immediately. Um, Cheers. To he sum actually it up. had another Cheers. question. He's like, did, do you have a favorite line that you did as Roche... And is it something like I'm gonna preface this with? Is it something you can actually say on the, the podcast without it spoiling anything? Um, oh man, because there's he's got a bunch of really great lines. He's got a lot of really fun, really cheesy one-liners. Um, nice. oh gosh, I'm trying to think of like like one out of context. There's there's one that really sticks out in my head, and it's not my favorite line, but it, it always makes me laugh because. Um, it, when, when I recorded the line, I was like, to me, that came off as a very, like, I sounded almost like Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I, I'll have to like, listen back to that to see if, if that was just like in my head or whatever. And there's a bit where, where he says, I most certainly am. Um, and whenever I hear that, all I can Dang. hear in my head. All I can hear in my head is, I'm going to do the best I can. Yes. <laughs> Dude, um, you're so that, awesome. That, that, so this is for your grandma, this is for your, your grandma, just in case you happen to listen to me being on this podcast. <laughs> and you know what's funny is I listen to this track, right? And I can hear, I can see that scene in my head from Advent Children. Oh yeah. When that music hits and it's like, hello cloud. Good. To see you. <laughs> it's almost like, did you miss me? 
<laughs> I just that see, like the first time I saw that scene, having even having never played Final Fantasy VII before, just when the minute that Kadaj turns into Sephiroth, and you just hear "Good to see you." cloud i'm just like oh here we freaking go <laughs> and i love the respect that they paid to the game during that whole battle sequence because you got to see just about every one of cloud's limit breaks you do trying to it, beat sephiroth like um i actually i i only had that realization recently because i i watched a video on youtube recently that was every limit break used in advent children and i was just like oh wait there's that oh crap that's that one oh there's the there's there's braver and i'm just like oh cool yeah um and it was really cool like having that realization now that i've actually properly played the game um but that that scene is just cinematic genius every moment is just more over the top than the last um, and the Advent Complete version is just the minute that that wing comes out in Advent mm-hmm. Complete. I'm just like, oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. And the Advent Complete version of One Winged Angel, um, Advent One Winged Angel, is, I think, my personal favorite version of the song. Um, just because it goes so hard. It yeah, kicks it you does. in the teeth. And like the, the, or- the original orchestral version with just that bump, bump, bump. Bump. It's really, really cool, and I like that. But there's something about the instrumentation of Advent Children that feels more just like an absolute punch in the gut when that boom, 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 boom starts. I'm just like, oh, yes, please. Hello. Thank you for talking dirty to me, Mr. Uematsu. <laughs> hey. Nomura can do no wrong when he does these scores. You mean Uematsu? Uematsu, yeah. Yeah, he, Uematsu is one of my all-time favorite musicians. I think... It's Toby Fox, Uematsu, uh, Shimamura. Um, oh gosh. Um, so we had a Con- Twitter thread going about this Con- too. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I had a whole Twitter thread talking about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that breaks up there too. Like for me, Jason Graves is another one because I mentioned mm. that he did he did the Order uh, 1886. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a BAFTA award winning composer. Um, so yeah, he does amazing work. So now Dandy underscore seven asks, how did you prefer, prepare for your audition and role given there's no reference to research on the character? Um, so they did a very good job of describing the character to me. The, the description that everybody has been getting of him is very much the description that they gave to me. Um, okay. I got the... For those of you who are getting the deluxe, or I I, I think it also came with the first class edition. Um, But for those of you who are getting the um, the the concept art book, Mm -hmm. um, they gave me some concept art that um, you actually will see in the book of Roche. That's the concept art that I got of him. Um, And. Oh gosh! Like they also gave me like the the reference in Japanese, so I I had um, Kenta Miyake, um, uh, you know, screaming in my ears the whole time I was auditioning for it. <laughs> um, can I just say, okay, I gotta say, Kenta Miyake is so good as Roche. He is so good. If any of you get the chance to, um, if if you play it either whether it's your first time through or your second time through. 
try listening to Roche in Japanese. It's a completely different but equally as hilarious and fun experience because he goes he goes so big with him and so just different kinds of dramatic that I do. Um, and there's a bit where he speaks in English here and there. Um, so there's like, there's like, there's like a bit where I say a line where I refer to cloud as my friend. Um, and (laughs) Kenta Miyake, we, I have this really long line that ends with my friend and the whole line in Japanese is just my friend. (laughs) And I'm just like, Oh yes. And when, when we were watching that to, to dub it, um, I have this script and it says, blah, 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 my friend in English. And then the director says, all right, let's watch, uh, let's watch the Japanese to get the, uh, um, to get the reference for it. And then it pans around and he says, my friend, and the director falls out of his seat, laughing his head off. <laughs> um, and we, we needed to take about five minutes before we could like get back into it because it's, it's so full of life that you absolutely have to experience it for yourself. Um, he is such a great, great voice actor. And I'm really happy that I got to be able to, um, to match up with him. So that was, Oh, so good. The new Shinra corporation, uh, it's their name on Twitter at mm. angel SS seven, one, nine, seven, five, eight, six, nine says, what has the character Roche come to mean to you? Oh man. Roche is my favorite character I have ever played ever. Um, I have played a lot of really fun characters. Well, I played a real character quick last year. Go ahead. So at uh, PipSync2004, there's your answer. Yes. <laughs> that was PipSync's <laughs> question, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. R- R- Roche, Roche means basically everything to me. Uh, he is – I have so much love for Roche just as a character. I, I put so much just – passion and love into this character and the entire time I was recording I just had the my face hurt from smiling after all of my sessions that I was like after I was done um because he's just so freaking fun and there are like little flourishes in there where like um real talk real talk I have a major crush on cloud and you can kind of hear that in my performance in some bits (laughs) (laughs) Um, so just being able to like, you know, hear that in there is like, Oh, yep. There that is. Yep. It's there again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he is just, Oh my gosh. He is such a fun, delightful character who is, um, you know, aside from the, uh, the, aside from the reckless abandon of other people's lives, um, is, uh, I, I think a guy who, I can look up to as someone who is full of energy, you know? Um, and he is absolutely, I played a character last year who I love slightly, just very barely less than Roche for different reasons, but as like on a career level and on a, what this means to me as someone who is, kind of surrounded himself with final fantasies uh, final fantasy seven specifically, um, for most of his life. Um, it means the world to me to be able to bring life to this guy and to be able to be a part of this universe and to be able to match which with, with cloud and 
just to be able to say that, hey, everybody, I'm in Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to cry right now. Um, but yeah, I I absolutely adore Roche so much. So. The real Nanaki, actually, one of his questions was, how does it feel to be a new character in an established universe? I think he just answered that question. Yes, I, 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 <laughs> um, I, I seem to be blowing through the questions pretty handily. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's, let's go with the question. He's asked every single Final Fantasy guest we've had on the podcast. Okay. So he's asked John. He's asked Bree. He's asked Vic. The question is, if you could play any character, real or fictional, who would it be and why? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Same response <laughs> he gets out of everybody. But yep. <laughs> um, there's so many. Um, Sonic is definitely up there. Ooh, Sonic, or oh. any, Sonic or any Sonic character, honestly. I'd be happy with Knuckles or Silver or Shadow. Um, especially Shadow. I love Shadow. Um, oh man. Um, I'd love to play a Marvel character officially. Um, um, oh man. I, yeah, probably, probably any Sonic character, specifically Sonic or Shadow, but I'd be happy with just about any of them. Cause I love S Sonic two on game gear was the first game I can ever remember playing. Um, I know the first one that I ever played was Donkey Kong, but I don't remember playing that one before Sonic, but my parents insist that Donkey Kong came first. All right, um, <laughs> yeah. All right guys. So let's give, let's give you a break from a little Q and a for a second here. Well, right. I mean, as always, I gotta ask, uh, uh -oh. when you're, when you're playing, when, as you played Final Fantasy seven, uh, what was your, what was your main team? Oh, Oh, okay. Um, what was your three uh, go to? Cloud, definitely. Um, Vincent. Um, and I tended to change it up with the third slot, um, but I typically rotated between... Um, typically between Barrett and Tifa. Um, I, think, I think I had Barrett more so, um, just because I love Barrett so much as a character, and I really enjoyed... Um, I, I enjoyed how he played... Um, but I also threw in Sid occasionally. I had to throw in Sid because I am a Sid. Um, so I, I, I had to have a Sid on my team sometimes as well. Wow. Um, but, but Cloud and Vincent, I really, really liked how Cloud played. And Vincent is just, he's just crazy. I love Vincent. Yeah. And, oh, and my fiance, Vincent too. We actually, we had a Vincent statue, but uh, it unfortunately broke at the same time that our Sephiroth statue broke. Um, oh, no. um, so yeah, it, there, there, we were moving a bunch of stuff and they both ended up breaking. Oh. Um, but you know, it, it, we're glad, you know, that we at least had them at some point. And Vincent is just, oh God, I got, I got to hang up. I think, I think we have a cloud wall scroll that we still need to hang up and a Vincent wall scroll that we still need to hang up. Okay. Uh, I'm actually, there's a, there, go ahead. Were you, were you able to get uh, Vincent's uh, final form? Oh yeah, I did that. Yeah, I I immediately, as quickly as I could, unlocked um, uh, chaos, 
I, I immediately immediately unlocked Chaos and Omni Slash as soon as I could. Because <laughs> yeah. the first time I went through, I totally missed. I was like, oh man. Yeah, so I, you, weren't, I, you weren't looking for it. Yeah, Chaos is cool. I oh. really like Chaos. Such a cool, cool, cool uh, limit break. So, Austin, this is that point of the podcast where we kind of like do the roundtable or playing. So I'm going to start with you as our guest. What? I know you are a gamer and everything, so what have you been playing lately? Lately? Um, well, I kind of have been playing a bunch of things right now because we just got a new TV, and I've wanted to see how everything looks on the new, t- on the new TV. Ooh. Um, in the last few days, um, I have played Sonic Unleashed, Borderlands 2 and 3, yes. uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, oh. um, Burnout <laughs> Revenge. Austin, I'll have to give you our switch codes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm totally cool with that. I've had um, 70 hours in on that. I think 80 hours almost. I oh, can't. Wow. I can't, yeah. guys. You guys are going too much, man. <laughs> like Jason, it's honestly no. not that bad. Like after, even, after even I've been playing it, I haven't been getting that many hours in. But still, like no. you don't have to put in nearly as many hours as they are. <laughs> I mean, um, everyone that I've known so far that has Animal Crossing is like, oh yeah, you know, like I'm putting in like this many hours, and it's like the perfect timing right now because what You've else? We've all got the do? time for it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So everyone just non-stop Animal Crossing. Like, oh, what are you doing right now? Oh, I'm just fishing and Animal Crossing. Oh, I'm just you know, pretty much. Yeah. I'm just checking out my crops. Blah blah. I'm like, my God, like. And all my friends now are just posting their pictures of like their little <laughs> island setups, and I'm like, oh, come on, guys! Like, I can't get in that. And they're like, Matt's trying to get me to play. Theo's trying to get me to play. Yeah, dude, come dude. on now, come on, come on, dude. Too much peer pressure. Um, I will it. say the the, <laughs> the first game that I played on the new TV was I played the FF7 demo for the third time. I had oh, to see how it worked. I didn't realize that like. Clouds almost got freckles in 4K. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got a 4K HDR monitor my PS4 Pro is hooked up to. It's, mm. it's insane. Oh, yeah. So, Theo, anything else outside of Animal Crossing? Uh, I mean, playing MTG Arena in, in, in between doing work every now and then, you know, that's how I do. Our last, I mean, you know, I, your last I week at work. I, I don't really yes. need to uh, actually put in like eight hours a day of work into New Horizons like some people I know. I don't do eight <laughs> hours of work. I'm talking more of your wife. <laughs> right. Dude, she's, move, she's moving her trees again. I know. And she's like moving houses and everything too. And it's crazy. Dude, but it's, in, but it's insane how efficient her island works though. I don't know. I have I have to give it up to Elise. She's got a really nice island. Mm. My buddy Curtis has terraformed it, so he's got like mountains and the water coming off both sides yes. and all these huge oh, waterfalls. That is cool. and, Dude, I want yeah. terraforming so bad. I need that freaking concert to be done. I need I, it. I, I want even... terraforming too, but my fiance is the one who owns the island. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's nice. awesome that's awesome yeah. so jason what have you been playing ah uh, dude uh i it's been a while but i started up league of legends again wow and, yeah and uh, they 
they had the team fight tactics, and I'm like, yo, this is actually pretty fun. Like, you might actually be interested in this on Dio team fight tactics. You can get on uh, the phone too. But it's uh, really? that's been... like I tried. I tried League of Legends. And I couldn't get into it. No, but the team fight tactics is like a. Uh, it's like a like a nonstop magic draft kind of, and you get to watch them fight and stuff. It's it's interesting. Right. It, got, it got me. It got me uh, playing it again. Uh, st- still on with the uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Still looking for that raid group on Brynhildr. So if you guys have a raid group out there, send a shout out. I'm a tank or a DPS. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we talked about it last time, but here's his resume. Yeah. He at least has what seven completions at E3 raids for the past five years. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he's experienced <laughs> enough to just throw down. Okay, just join him up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So just hit me up on Brunhilder. You know, uh, it's like, what's up? Send him a shout out. Um, yeah. And. Uh, Still, just looking at the Sekiro box and hating its guts. Still, <laughs> not trying. You guys did it to yourselves. Well, I mean, that was on you. Sekiro. Like I said, it's just taking a break right now. Uh, okay, you realize we're... it's going on a long break because well, Jerry's going to be diving into FF7. See, this is the thing so. though. Like, if if I were playing it before, it was like, hey, I can go outside and do something else. But right now, if yeah. I play it, I stay inside and I'm just hating the rest of the day. <laughs> Can't deal with that. So Can't deal with it. I just take in... a cold shower in the fetal position and reset. Yes. Oh, man. Think you're Sam Bridges in Death Stranding. Just take that shower. Sam, Sam the <laughs> delivery man. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what my fiance calls that game. Um, <laughs> when, it, when, it, when it's time, I'm like, okay, I'm going to play Death Stranding. And I say, okay. And then I'm like, wait a second. Don't you mean Sam Sam Delivery Man? And my fiance goes, yep. <laughs> so I got some more work in on Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh. I, I have all the booze caught. Austin, we have, have to give you a little context. This is yes. the like only game to ever make him rage quit. And nearly break a oh, controller. <laughs> so and awesome. He is like the most level-headed gamer ever. Like he yeah. gets pwned on Call of Duty and doesn't even phase him. But no, <laughs> Luigi's Mansion Three just makes him toss. Yeah, <laughs> not once, but twice. That's so really funny. And I took three, like I took three months off. I didn't even touch the game, and then. And then my my two year old Cody, he's like, puppies. I was like, what are you talking about? And he looks and he's like, he sees my Switch menu, and he points to Luigi's Mansion Three and he goes, puppies. It's because he's got the little ghost dog that follows him around. Oh yeah. So that's okay. So yeah. So the basement, it's what B two. The boss of that level made me rage quit twice. Throw my controller and everything. I still need to pick it up. I haven't touched it yet. I it is I, it's fantastic. I yeah. mean, honestly, that boss is pretty much the hardest boss in the game. And he's only halfway through. He's like he basically he flattens the curve and then it's smooth sailing after that. But uh <laughs> I have caught all the booze. I have three more levels to finish off to get all the gems. 
Nice. Uh-huh. I spent today going through getting all the gems for every level. Um, I still need to find the rare ghost. I'm going to have to Google that, though, because I haven't come across a single rare ghost yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all you got to do is fight King Boo and finish the game. So oh, I'm probably about nice. 90% of the way through. You got that so, 90%? Um, it's going to sit there. Because in an hour, if I'm still up and still awake, I may play a little FF7. If not, I'm getting up early before work, and I'm playing it. <laughs> um, I won't be able to play it at while well, I'm at work. That's what Animal Crossing will be. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, Animal Crossing. Just been doing that. I just had my tenth villager move in. Oh, I need to recruit. So I, am, my t- I am maxed out on that. I just paid the fifty grand to move my museum. Yeah. Well, I want it on my island. Just saying. Um. Okay. So other than that, yeah, it's been I just got my second room and I owe Tom Crook another half million dollars. Oh jeez. Never ending debt. That's the only thing <laughs> yeah. I remember. I mean that's where I'm at. I'm at the three fifty for that extra room. Yeah. So I'm a I think I have another uh fifty K before I can pay that off. Jeez. Yeah. Welcome welcome to the world of Tom Crook the Nook. Um <laughs> All right, Austin, we got to ask you the question. We ask all our guests. Okay. What is your favorite game to play for game night with your family and friends? Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Um, there's a few, but I, I think the one that gets played the most is probably um, Mario Party 3 probably is the one Ooh. that gets played the most. Three. Yeah. Um, I know everybody probably prefers two over three, but three is more. I prefer the mini games more in three, which is to say that I prefer eats a pizza over literally ever every other game in Mario Party two. Um, <laughs> I prefer the aesthetics of Mario Party two more, but there's just the there's so many more mini games and they're way more fun in three. But that that's the one that tends to get the most plays, I think. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. It's nice. good go-to. So awesome. so awesome. Why don't you let our uh, listeners know where they can find you on social media? Uh, oh, I need to look because I always forget the difference between my Twitter and my Xbox handle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, come on. Oh, Firefox update. Ugh, blow off. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's on my phone. Uh, you can find me at Amtrax VA. That's A-M-T-R-A-X-V-A. Um, on Twitter, um, you can find me just at Amtrak's on Tumblr, um, and then um, you can check out Megaton Girl on YouTube. Awesome! I want to say it was a blast. Uh, thank you for coming on and doing this and giving people a glimpse into Roche, who is a new character that we're all going to get to experience here in a little over an hour. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Um, I'm looking forward to. To playing with Roche too. And I'm probably not going to get him until Monday, but we'll see. <laughs> bro, you're, you're making me need to rewatch all of the anime that you're in right now, and I guarantee you, I own at least half of it. <laughs> probably, <laughs> they're, they're all fun. Um, yeah, that's why I went. Also, I went digital and physical. You did? Yeah. Yes. I I, uh, I didn't go digital. I went I went deluxe physical just because I really wanted the physical. Yeah. Oh, I want them both. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, of course. I wanted course. all the pre-order stuff. Oh, of um, course. And the uh, our physical, the my steelbook is going to become our official 
souvenir for the podcast because we're going to be hopefully as long as this thing kicks away in June, we're going to be in LA Yeah, and I plan on having it get signed by oh, yeah. have been on this podcast. I will definitely do that for you. Are you in, are you in LA? Yes, I am. Awesome. So oh, dude, that's yeah. awesome. Okay. So will... it's already been kind of talked about and discussed. Vic, John, us, have you come along and I'll go do dinner when we're okay. in town. Sounds yes. good to me. And I'm bringing the steel book with me to have it signed. I'll make sure to bring a, bring a Sharpie. <laughs> sure. Matt will bring 10 just to his backup. So you're prepared to pull Star Lord. Yes. <laughs> I got one in my pocket right now. Bring, you're only, you're only doing that just because you know, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> bring bronze Sharpies. It shows up better than silver. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so all our listeners out there, I want to thank you for crashing game night. As always, if you like what you heard, please, please leave those comments. Um, you know, whether it's on Twitter at CGM Podcast or at CGM underscore Matt, you do it on iTunes, whatever platform you're listening to us on. Because honestly, guys, I love seeing those comments. You know, it's it's been great seeing those comments, especially during these times that that this podcast has been brightening your guys's days and giving you a laugh. And I hope we continue to keep doing that. Um, even outside of COVID. And I want to say everybody be excellent to each other and stay frosty. So a quick shout out to Austin. Thank you again so much. Thank for y'all. Thank you uh, for having me on. You so know, awesome it's you on. Final Fantasy seven is just around the corner guys. So let's uh, all enjoy it. To its fullest. Off. Um, you know, me and my wife are both going to be, uh, hunting it down tomorrow and picking it up and literally spend our anniversary together in bed and playing Final Fantasy seven. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> 10 year anniversary. And here we are going to play Final Fantasy seven all day in bed. <laughs> it sounds like a dream to me. <laughs> so shout outs, shout outs to my wife as well. You know, like. Thank you, Ben, yeah. for putting up with your for stuff. putting up with me. Right. And, uh, you know, but uh, shout out to all you listeners out there. You know, Thank you again. All right, Theo, send us out as only you can. All right, guys. TTFN, that's out for now. That everybody. <laughs>